I'm Kaylee Arrett, and you're listening to episode 24 of Me When I'm Free. Who is this me when I'm free? And why does it even matter? This is the question that has spurred me on for years now. It's led me down some dark roads of healing and up joyful mountains of calling. And to this moment, right now, still on the journey and inviting you to join me. If it really is true that the glory of God is man or woman fully alive, then it would appear that God would want this even more than we do. But why? Why is this important to him? Doesn't he have more important things to attend to than whether or not we know ourselves and what we have to bring to the world? These are some of the questions I want us to explore together each week through a simple story, a few moments of reflection, and space to pray. Join me, friend. As I am preparing this podcast, it is Tuesday afternoon. I'm sitting in my favorite little pizza place, tucked away in my usual spot with my typical slice of pizza and a fountain Diet Coke. Books and computers sprawled across the table in front of me. But nothing is coming. I know where I want to head next, but I cannot get the words out. Instead, emotion is stirring. My mind is racing. I keep checking my email, distracted by recent conversations and possible future conversations playing out in my mind like they are already an old memory. There is no time for this emotion, however. I have a podcast to prepare so I can get to the bus stop by 3.45 and then home for homework and dinner and then a Sunday pickup from football. But the emotion simply won't disappear. And all of my attempts to push it down or ignore it seem to be serving to grow it instead. I decide to practice what I preach, the very thing that this podcast episode is intended to focus on is naming emotions. So I stop pushing this emotion down and decide to name it instead. According to a recent New York Times article called The Importance of Naming Your Emotions, Naming our emotions tends to diffuse their charge and lessen the burden they create. The psychologist Dan Siegel refers to this practice as name it to tame it. And so I do. It's fear. Definitely fear. Fear of the unknown. Fear of missing what could be or what should be. Fear of, honestly, who knows what. Kurt Thompson writes in Anatomy of the Soul, 
What is this phenomenon called emotion anyway? How are we helped by paying attention to it? How can we begin to connect emotion to how and what we remember? How will being more aware of its forms change our experience of relating with God and with others? These are important questions, for we will see how, if we ignore emotion, we do so to our peril, for to ignore it is to ignore the voice of God. As I sit here, I pull out my journal and begin using a tool called Emmanuel Journaling to name my emotions with God, rather than to assume he just wants me to get over them. It's a practice that begins with gratitude and then journaling our sense of God's response to our current emotional state. I'll share more about it in the next episode, but for now, look for a link in the show notes to an Emmanuel journaling worksheet. Tears begin to well up right here in the middle of the restaurant as I sense his nearness in my fear. Rather than believing my fear is a blockage between us, it feels like an invitation to pay attention together to what is surfacing in this moment, which ultimately releases the hold it has on me. Kurt Thompson goes on to write, I suggest that many elements of our mind-body matrix are means by which God is trying to get our attention, but we have not had much practice reflecting on them. We often don't focus on our feelings, memories, what our bodies are telling us, or the depth and meanings of our narratives. The more we pay attention to these things, what our brains are telling us, the more we are ultimately paying attention to God. After journaling with God, the fear still hovers, but I don't feel alone in it. It loses some of its power. Most importantly, I feel more connected to God rather than less. I know there's one more step. I need to name this emotion with others. So on my way home from my little pizza shop office, I pull out my phone and leave a Voxer message for my sisters. It's raw and unedited, and I know they will graciously sort through it all, giving me space to show up freely in my current state, knowing that I am leaning into the practice of naming emotions in community. Together, we will practice curiosity rather than judgment knowing that paying attention to our emotions is a pathway toward wholeness. I arrive home and walk our dog Josie down to the bus stop and notice that I feel lighter, less alone. Possibly that was the root of the fear anyway, that the future will lead me away from connection rather than toward it. Since we all want connection more than the air that we breathe, is it possible that is at the root of most of our fears? 
By the time the day is over, I have a sense of what is needed to move away from fear and toward peace. Shalom. In choosing rhythms of connection rather than isolation, I find a pathway between fear and joy, a way back to myself, even in the midst of this difficult emotion. Michael Hendricks writes in The Other Half of Church, one cause of draining joy is a lack of development around the six big emotions, sadness, anger, fear, shame, disgust, and despair. Creating a path from the big emotions to joy allows our brain to regulate the emotions instead of getting stuck in them. Regulation means that we stay relationally connected and continue to be the person God created us to be when we suffer. At the end of the day, I sense God's whispered invitation towards some small action steps. But mostly, I simply sense God's nearness, his deep father's love toward me and all of my emotions. And that, my friend, is the pathway back to joy. And so today, friend, I leave you with these questions and some space to reflect. If it's helpful, I invite you to grab a journal to jot these thoughts down and ponder them throughout the week. Question one. Can you recall a recent moment when you experienced one of those six big emotions? Sadness, anger, fear, shame, disgust, or despair? What do you remember about how you coped with that emotion? Was it a relational solution or one that isolates? Simply take a moment to notice. And question two, what would it be like to commit to naming your emotion to God the next time a big emotion arises? To consider it an invitation to pay attention together with him. You may also want to consider naming it to someone else. And then simply notice what happens when you do. Then would you take a moment to reflect with me and maybe even journal Isaiah 41.10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, sometimes it's hard to know how to cope with difficult emotions, especially when we believe that you might be disappointed in us for experiencing them. Could you give us an imagination for what it looks like to experience all of our emotions with you? Could you help us to engage in practices that will keep us relationally connected with you and with others while we are walking through them? 
offering us a pathway back to joy. It's in your strong name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of Me When I'm Free. I hope you'll continue to join me on this journey toward wholeness. I'd love a traveling companion. My hope is that you'll see yourself in these stories that I share here. And if nothing else, you'll feel less alone. If you'd like to connect throughout the week, you can find me at Kaylee Arrett on Facebook and Instagram or at KayleeArrett.com. And if you haven't yet, I'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast and I'd be delighted if you left a review. Thanks for listening, friend. Let's meet back here next week.